It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we are the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of the Love Thy Nerd shows and podcast air on LTN Radio first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right. So if you are listening to our show on podcast, you're late and you're missing out on what we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com or download the live 365 app. Search and favorite LTN Radio. Today on the show, we're talking about household chores. I know it sounds boring, but trust me. We're taking it to some controversial places. (laughs) We've also got a Who Said It quiz, Twitter poll, five random facts, and more. But first, today's Monday, October 26th, 2020, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Today is... (laughs) Yay, yay. <laughs> Today is National Chicken Fried Steak Day. Finally. I don't like chicken fried steak. Oh, get out of my mm-hmm. sound booth. I don't like chicken fried steak or chicken fried chicken. And we're not in a sound booth. We're in a studio. <laughs> 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 a chicken fried steak is one of the greatest American inventions of all time. Chris loves it also. I do not. Especially smothered in white gravy. country gravy. Yeah, I don't. I can't do it. Oh, gosh. I'm not a fan. I want it right now. Not a fan. Fan? I'll, I'll eat it either smothered in white country gravy or doused in A1 sauce. Either way, it's fantastic. Fantastic. One of my favorite foods of all time. I'm okay. You know, I'm kind of disappointed in today's holidays because all around, they're just not my favorite. <laughs> What's the next one? National Mince Meat Day. Ugh. I know. Why Ugh. even? Ugh. Who's celebrating that? I kind of want to know Ugh. the history of this one. <laughs> I wish I had looked it up, but I didn't. Um, why would you? I mean, I, I, but I'm curious why it has its own <laughs> national holiday. Did it save a president from assassination or right. something? I mean, there's no other reason yeah. for us to recognize mincemeat. I mean, I can't think of one, truly. <laughs> um, and lastly, it's National Pumpkin Day. Of course it is. Yeah. Because it is almost Halloween. Halloween! Uh, Deidre and I, well, our whole family, the, uh, the, the whole Vaster clan every year gets together and... and Makes jack-o'-lanterns. Uh-huh. Deidre and I tag-teamed Oh, my them gosh. I love this it? one. Oh, it's, oh, it's so, so good. good. So, actually, it, it kind of arose by mistake. Uh, Deidre had the idea of doing this one, but she was going to do it herself. Um, but she was really nervous about part of it. So, she, while I was working last week, she took the boys to go pick out pumpkins. And uh, I came uh, home during the middle of the day just briefly and... She said, oh, go look at our pumpkins. See, I got this one. And, and then Eli wanted this green one because he's going to make a, a Minecraft creeper or something. And and uh, I forgot to get you one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. 
how about I just do help you with yours? Yours is a big project. So hers is this pumpkin that is like screaming, you know, it's like in pain uh -huh. because all these tiny little white pumpkins are eating it yeah. from all sides. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, I mean, that's going to be a lot of work and none of the other family members are going to put that much effort into theirs. So you're going to be there all night if you're doing this by yourself. So I'll take care of the little, little, uh, chompy piranha white pumpkins and you do the big one and so that's what we did and it came out great yes it was amazing <laughs> at one point i said this is the greatest thing my wife and i have ever created together and that includes our children <laughs> <laughs> i mean we'll do uh we'll do a uh jack-o-lantern uh thread on the back Row baptist church facebook group this week and so we'll put it up there and then we want to see your stuff too yeah um uh, we'll do that we'll do that today we'll put that on there today since it's national pumpkin day so go check that out and uh add your spooky or funny creations as well to the list mm -hmm. this year previous years i know some of y'all might not have done it this year just because you're not in the halloween mood maybe you live in a town that's not going to celebrate halloween i don't know yeah. rough weird rough weird time that we're in it is mo how has your week been oh man matt <laughs> that's starting off good so you remember my story of working correct my my progression of yes just this school year yeah okay and i started uh which started with actually you getting the job thinking you're moving quitting the job being prepared to move family deciding no we're not moving unpacking your house asking for your job back getting it again working for what like a couple days two days and then being moved to a whole different position uh -huh. because they a whole different a, position whole different, whole different school. school and everything uh-huh and then you were working as the online one of the online teachers mm -hmm. or assistants mm -hmm. teaching assistants yeah for the kids that are only online yeah Anything after that, or are we up to speed? No, there. This is where we are now. Okay. Until today, actually. Ooh. So, which we did. We, I had to be um, work from home for the last two weeks because someone in the school we talked oh, about. Oh, right, this. right, right. So right, for right. the last two weeks, someone I've been working had, from home because someone the in the school exposed me, and so even though I was negative, you know, just for precautionary purposes, I needed to work from home for 14 days someone um, in the school exposed me sounds some, like you were in listen like a money laundering scheme oh no chris <laughs> so i'll say things like i just would really hate to expose the kids you know or and chris is always like yeah that's not a good thing you could lose your job for exposing yourself to kids and i'm like stop that's not what i mean it's just a bad word all around we just shouldn't use that anymore yeah <laughs> to get too much negative connotation. Agreed. To it. Agreed. <laughs> um, but anyway, I found out this past week that I will be moving once again. To a new job? Well, again? I will be at the same school. Okay. But our I told you that our cohort classes were growing in numbers. They yeah, were getting bigger. Because people are like, nah, forget it. I'm not yep. sending my kid there. Yep. And so because of that you know, my lead teacher and I were teaching first and second grade, and now she is only teaching second grade. I have to leave her, which I'm so sad about. Mm. I have to leave her, go work with another lead teacher. I still get my first grade class that I've been working with, 
the majority of the school year, um, which will be cohort C. But then I also get the joy of helping teach cohort A, which is our Monday and Tuesday in live students. Mm. Kindergarten. Hey, come on. Sixth grade would be far worse. I prefer sixth grade. Uh-uh. Because the, nope. the sixth graders at the age of they know everything and they aren't going to listen to nobody. I don't want to deal with no pee-pee pants. <laughs> I don't want to deal with crying and whining. I don't want to deal with nap time. I don't want to deal with snotty noses. I don't... Yeah, I'm probably in the wrong profession. <laughs> I mean, you're just one year off from the kids that you're wanting to help. But there's the thing. When you consider a kindergartner from a first grader, first graders are so much more mature when it comes to school. School itself, yeah. Because they they've had a year, yeah. Yeah, I you get know? you. I and get especially you. this year because, you know, we are 10 weeks, almost 11 weeks into school, but... Technically, we're only like three weeks, four weeks into school. Right. You know, when you add up the amount of time that these students have actually been in, in the classroom. Yeah. 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 So it's like we're still in the early phases of school when well, they can't do it. I don't it, like it. If it makes you feel any better, I'm almost certain by next week our governor is going to close down our schools. Do you again. really think? I really think so. Uh -huh. She's already put the halt on any new ones opening. And she's, you know, she keeps hinting on if things don't get better in our state, I'm going to have to make some harder decisions that I don't want to make. And I'm fairly certain one of those is, all right, roll back all the schools we already opened. Go online only for the rest of the semester. Yeah. I'm almost certain it's And coming. our semester just started over. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> nine weeks, nine weeks. I'm almost certain. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm almost certain that, you know, give it a month, maybe six weeks. I'll have a different position. So. <laughs> I mean, there is stability in the fact that it doesn't look like you're going to lose your job. Right. You just won't be keeping the same job exactly. for longer than a couple weeks. By the so. end of this school year, I feel like I could practically do any position. So much experience. Yeah. Other than being a principal. Um, yeah. They're not going to want to let me go. <laughs> Oh, man. So All that's right. my update. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, my update was my wife's work closed down because someone in her office uh, got COVID. I heard about this. And, and uh, is still recovering from it. And so the other four people that work in her office had to go get tested. And they all got tested. And uh, two of them came back negative, you know, early, uh, which was uh, my wife and, and her boss. And so they went to work on Monday and uh, OSHA came in immediately and shut them down. Really? Said, uh, you have got to stay closed for at least another week. Uh, and if any of you come back with uh, a positive result, you have to stay closed for two more weeks. Yeah. And so they came back and Deidre has been working in our bedroom on a in a very stressful job yeah to be working at home so i've been doing my best to keep the kids quiet and out of her hair all day long while i'm also trying to work and she has gone from a, uh, a position where she's got to juggle a whole bunch of things on the computer so she has two giant screens that right. she works on down to this tiny laptop mm -hmm. one screen laptop that she's borrowing from her from her boss to work and she is just 
miserable. Yeah. Luckily, the other two came back with uh, negative results as well. So it looks like they get to go back on Monday. Uh, unluckily, apparently the new percentage rules of you know occupancy has it set to their office can only have three people in it at any given time. Wow. And there are four people that work there, let alone clients that have to come in still one at a time. But that would only leave two people working there. Yeah. And so Deidre might have to just come back and work from home indefinitely, which will be fun. I mean, yeah. I like having her around, but she's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that for her. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's where we're at. And it's funny because, you know, at the beginning of all of this, it was like, yes, work from home. All right. I can do yeah, this. Yeah, it sounded like a great thing. Yeah. And no, by the end of this two weeks i'm like i can't do it anymore i can't i'm i'm struggling <laughs> mentally and it's not even that my because my kids are older you know yeah. my youngest is nine so well, it's not that, doing their own thing right it's not my kids they're all pretty much doing school virtually from home as well except mila she goes in two days a week um so i don't really see them chris is at work i don't see him it's not my family that's stressing me out, but it's the environment. Just the fact that as I'm sitting there trying to teach or trying to co-teach, I'm thinking, well, there's laundry that should be done yeah. or there's dishes that need to be washed. What are we going to have for dinner? You know, things that yeah. being out of the home, you don't even, it, it doesn't cross your mind. You, you put don't, them aside. Yeah. Exactly. You, put, you put them in, in their own little box and mm -hmm. you don't unpack it until you get back home. Right. Cause there's nothing you can do about it anyway. Cause yeah. you're at work. Exactly. Yeah. The thought may cross your mind. What's for dinner? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, grab something or whatever but yeah. it's not a matter of well let me go take that out of the freezer right now let me prepare this let right. me you know so i'm just i'm over it i'm done <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think there's ever ever going to be a point where we can really reach the same level of productivity in a job that's typically done in an office or somewhere else mm -hmm. when we try and transition that to home right uh there's just there's very few people that have the willpower or ability to block everything else out and still be as productive right. when they're at home. I have a lot of stuff that I do for LTN radio uh, or the church that I could do at home, but I don't have the discipline. And yeah. I've been doing the same stuff for the most part for the last three, four, five years. I still don't have the discipline to do it at home. I can't even focus as well at home. There's too many distracting things, distracting thoughts. Uh, and my chair's too comfortable. Right, exactly. <laughs> you need an office chair. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You get, too, you get too much comfort at home and you fall asleep and then you don't get anything done. Sure. I mean, the first week of teaching at home, I was sitting at the dining room table and had everything set up. And then the second week, I'm like, forget this. I'm sitting in the recliner. Yep, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> second week, Instagram, you sit in the recliner working, yep. taking a photo of you and your hot chocolate. Yeah. This is how work should be done. Exactly. And then the next week after that, now let me back. <laughs> Open the door. Yep. Let me in. Let me in. I'm not sick. <laughs> Why are you treating the healthy this way? I know. <laughs> <sighs> well, we got the stupid rules, the stupid rule change that I didn't even I wasn't even aware of now is that even if you test negative, you still have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. And then get tested again and pass negative. Mm. Before you can go back to work, in a lot of cases, in a lot of I don't think it's across the board. But I was going to say I ain't tested again. Like all government positions, Come find have me. to do that. <laughs> Everything it's ridiculous. MLG. <laughs> <laughs> 
like uh, it's actually it's actually quicker to get back to work if you test positive. Because if you test positive, at that point, you only have to wait like 10 more days. But if you test negative, you have to wait 14 more days and get tested again, mm -hmm. which is just dumb. I agree. <laughs> it's 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 over overkill. That's the word. Overkill. I agree. Oh, but enough. We we vented enough about yeah. that last Tuesday. No well, more. We're not that. talking about that today. <laughs> Let's take a break here. When we come back, we attempt to settle a debate about laundry with a couple special guests. There's more back row morning show in just a few. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all of our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours. And we would love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. So you can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. Uh, but before we do anything else... I got five random facts for you. Yes. About pumpkins. Pumpkin facts. Because it's National Pumpkin Day. Pumpkin facts. Uh-huh. Ready? Mm -hmm. uh, pumpkins are grown on every continent except Antarctica, which makes a bit of sense since, you know, Antarctica is an icy tundra 24-7. Yeah, I don't think they grow anything down there. No, I don't think so. <laughs> But it's kind of cool that pumpkins are grown everywhere else. Anyway, uh, the world's heaviest pumpkin weighed over 2,600 pounds and was grown in Germany and presented in 2016. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a massive pumpkin. Mm -hmm. I have actually seen not this pumpkin, but a very large big, pumpkin. Big pumpkins. Mm -hmm. They're always yep. kind of they're always kind of frumpy because they're too heavy to grow into a yeah, normal pumpkin shape. So they're just shape. like on their side and they're all sad and yep. kind of deflated. It looks like a it looks like a hot air balloon halfway yes. filled up. You're right. That's a good way. Yeah. Uh, the largest pumpkin pie ever baked was three thousand six hundred and ninety nine pounds. I just don't understand why they didn't like add in that one more pound to Come make on, it yeah. an even thirty seven hundred pounds. Just, just throw a, a pound of whipped cream on top. Exactly. And call it I don't understand the, why. I know. <laughs> See, that's more frustrating than anything. <laughs> Pumpkin pie is another one of those things I really want to love. But I don't. <sighs> I, I try mm. it though. I try it so many. I try it at least once every two years, thinking. This is the year, mm -mm. and I can't get past the texture for some reason. I like the flavor just fine. I cannot get past the texture. But what's stupid is that I love pecan pie. Oh, I love And the pecan texture pie. of pecan pie underneath the pecan part is snot. <laughs> Why you got to go ruining stuff? 
but it doesn't throw me off at all. I love it so much. I yeah, same. <laughs> you know, I actually really like pumpkin pizza though. What That's, the heck is that? It truly is pumpkin what pizza instead of marinara sauce. They use a pumpkin sauce, um, and they have like corn kernels on it oh it's amazing okay does it's, someone make that here i've done town? it i've done it before make no it, but it's make it for a taste test okay even if it's just me that's the one testing it oh i'd love you know to what i'm gonna it. ask redstone if they'll do it okay i'm gonna ask them okay uh <laughs> each pumpkin has roughly 500 seeds i believe that mm-hmm. after carving pumpkins even the little ones that little white pumpkin, mm-hmm. when you when you crack that thing open, it was like a solid mass of, of seeds. seeds. It yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, I what I was gathering from this fact is that they are they all start with roughly the same amount of seeds, somewhere right around yeah. five hundred seeds, and then they grow, they grow. to maturity. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, there are more than forty five different varieties of pumpkins that range in color from red, yellow, and green, and have names like. Hooligan, cotton candy, and orange smoothie. How many varieties? 45. Wow. I know. That's That's impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I know the Cinderella pumpkin. I knew there were more. I just didn't know there were that many. Yeah. Okay. 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 There's your facts. So a couple of weeks ago on Facebook, Mo posted something that actually caused a a pretty huge debate. Like the, (laughs) the, the thread went for... Ever it did go forever. by the end of the day yeah. um, mm-hmm. about who is responsible for a specific action circling around laundry. So Mo, can you yeah. summarize the the action in question without specifically sharing your opinion just yet? Sure. Before I go into that, though, I just want to make it clear that this is my like absolute favorite, most proud Facebook post ever. <laughs> Just because of all the engagement. Just because of all the engagement. Yeah. It was brilliant. Um, so there was actually a video that had gone viral that was talking about specific chores between husband and wife. Okay. And one of them is the laundry chore, doing the laundry and specifically whose job it is to check the pockets before doing laundry. Gotcha. Um, and in my house, we are very divided one side or the other. And so I shared this, not really realizing where it was going to (laughs) go, but found out very quickly that it's not just my house, but it's also my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house. Yeah. Um, and which is obviously my husband's brother and his wife. Um, and also my sister-in-law, my husband's sister and her husband. And so it was pretty much the five of us only because, um, my sister-in-law's husband is not on Facebook, so he wasn't commenting, but it was the five (laughs) of us going back and forth, having this discussion over who is correct. And you, uh, you invited me into, I did. And I don't know why just to see how funny it was. Yeah. That was and then my you thought. You regretted at least. it because we disagreed. Instantly regretted it. <laughs> Instantly. But we're not going to share our opinion just yet because we are actually inviting on. This is this is a first for us. We're 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 trying something new here, guys. Mm-hmm. We're inviting on Nick and April, who are going to share their sides of this debate, and then we'll discuss it with them. So I'm so excited. Here we go, guys. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't, y'all, why don't y'all explain who y'all are to everybody? 
Okay. Uh, well, my name's Nick Oaks. Uh, I'm Megan's brother-in-law. <laughs> um, and Chris's brother, of course. And I live in the beautiful Green Hills of Tennessee. And we're getting our tail kicked by Alabama right now in football <laughs> as we speak. But that's uh, business as, that's business as usual. So um Your story. So yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kinda who I am. <laughs> Right. Nick, I'm slightly offended that you had more energy talking about football than you did to announce that you were my brother-in-law. <laughs> well, I, 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 know, I know Mo in passing, and gosh, we're losing in football right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, <clears throat> had to had to tear away from that, and it. Well, like I said, it. Yeah, well, I, we're doing you a favor. <laughs> you there's are nothing exactly. to see there. Really, there's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. I'm always excited to see you, Megan. So, I, get, I guess. I guess. <laughs> For the first few minutes, at least. <laughs> so, All right, April. What about uh, you? Okay. Well, I am April Oaks. I am Nick's wife, also Megan or Mo's um, sister-in-law. Happy to be her sister-in-law or sister. That's and, right. Yeah. <laughs> Enthused. Enthusiasm. And then, of course, Chris is my brother-in-law as well. And we're we're here losing to Alabama this weekend, but we knew that was going to happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we were just introducing this 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 debate, and neither of us have shared our opinion on the matter. But uh, we we talked about how a couple weeks ago Mo actually posted this laundry debate on basically it boils down to <laughs> who's the person responsible for checking the pockets of dirty laundry and it seems like the silliest thing to have a heated debate about but it actually got super super heated in this thread and it basically kind of came down to the main argument was between you two <laughs> like y'all y'all both presented the best Argument on either side. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll default uh, and, and be polite here and let April go first. And uh, we'd like to hear your, your um, defense for your side. What, what do you, who do you believe is responsible for checking pockets and why? Well, the person that should check the pockets is the wearer of said pockets, whether it be pants, jackets, whatever has a pocket. If you wear it on your body, you should check it before it goes in the laundry because the person who does said laundry, mostly me, um, does not have time to deal with your pockets, okay? I have washed everything you can think of. This man down here owns the cleanest pocket knife in East Tennessee. <laughs> Literally the cleanest pocket knife in East Tennessee. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's just, it's just good citizenship to go ahead and just, if you have the pants on, just go ahead and check them. <laughs> good citizenship. That is fantastic. <laughs> All right, Nick. Uh, share, share your position and uh, defend it. Yeah, no, I mean, she <clears throat> she's exactly right. I mean, whoever wears the pants should be responsible for, you know, making sure the pockets are cleaned out before they put them in the laundry. But <laughs> as, a, as, as somebody who is sort of, you know, process thinking, sort of minded, really right before the laundry goes into the washing machine, it would be good to do a fine sort or a fine check just to make sure nothing got through. 
um, ink pens or Kleenexes, uh, you know, all manners of, you know, uh, items that could get loose in the laundry and, and effectively ruin your clothes. And uh, it's just good to do a fine sort and a, and a one last check right before it goes into um, the washing machine just to make sure that nothing, you know, gets loose in there. So. <laughs> all right. So, so Mo, reveal your side and share, share your opinion here, too. Uh, well, it is no surprise that April and I stand on the same side in this argument as we do in most things in life. Um, the best thing Chris and Nick did in all of their lives was marrying the two best women in all of East Coast. Amen. Uh, amen. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. That's, that's 100%. not in debate. Yeah. yeah no debate 100%. About that. I agree. Um, and by doing so, you know, we are the best and the smartest. And therefore, <laughs> our, I mean, our <laughs> standing so I on this argument <laughs> is where the truth lies. Whoever wears the pockets also places objects in said pockets, therefore knows that there are objects in pockets, and has the responsibility of removing those objects when he or she removes their clothes. Okay. So this is the point. Can I respond in, to that? No, well, I've got one. Man. Hold on. We, we, we got I got I to share my side first. And if I forget something, you jump in. All right. So it was at this point in the debate online that Mo said, you need to come look at this thread and laugh at how hilarious it is. <laughs> and uh, I read everything that had been presented so far. And uh, this was my opinion. Again, just like Nick... There's no refuting. Yes, the wearer is responsible for taking things out of their pockets. But it is my assertion that the person in charge of the laundry is accepting a responsibility to be caretaker over said laundry. Mm. Mm. And therefore, <laughs> even though the initial responsibility is on the wearer, the caretaker must also be the last line of defense yes. against protecting clothing from pin stains, from rips and tears, protecting anything valuable like cell phones or USB uh, drives or anything oh, else that I'm were left those. in there. From <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> from, from, being, from being lost forever. As, as not, not just a responsibility, but as a courtesy to the family that you love and care for. Can I, can I talk about courtesy for just a second? Just a quick second. Since you chose that, that term. Sure. Being courteous would be understanding that typically the person who washes most of the laundry is also the same person who takes care of most of the household chores. This is 2020. Yeah. Listen. I'm not sure. No. It. Also is the person who takes care of most of household chores. So wearer of clothes should understand that responsibilities are large and vast for the laundry doer. And gathering up a pile of clothes and tossing them in the washer is not um, a task in which we can fine tune small little items and make sure that we have this itty bitty little detailed 
of every single item that we put in the washer. No, we gather up handfuls and we toss them with the laundry detergent when we press start. That's it. I ain't got the time to be checking your pockets. Nick, what do you say to that? The courteous thing <laughs> is to check your own darn pockets. One word. <laughs> Careless. Oh. oh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Taking uh, handfuls of, yeah. gar- of, of of clothes like they're garbage. Yeah. And just I think careless, careless is carrying around your snot rags all day and then leaving them in the laundry. That's careless. <laughs> so I, I, I agree with part of, with what Megan said about you know it's the she, there's a lot there's a lot of other you know chores and and responsibilities I guess throughout the day that this same person that we're speaking of who does the, the caretaker of the laundry, um, you know they have to you know take care of cooking and and cleaning the house and you know they're uh, they're the bus they take kids back and forth you know they i'm, I'm sure they do a lot of things but <clears throat> with that said <laughs> I, I have a pair of pants here and literally <laughs> I, I, I just just this here just taking the pockets i mean just like this Yes, I mean, that all of five seconds. You're still doing it as we speak. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, yes. I mean, look. Do, and Please that was me get that pair. Mr. Goodyear wrapper out of the the laundry room that I got. Out of the <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it's it's a trivial amount of time to just make sure as it's going into the washing machine that there's nothing in here. Um, I didn't bring a shirt in here, Bobby. Glad to show you some exhibits here of <laughs> some <laughs> articles of clothing that uh, were an ink pen got loose in the washing machine, and um, don't know how it got there. <laughs> but, All right, April. Could have been I, I caught on the fine that. sword. Could have been caught. Could been caught on the last sword there before it went into the washing machine. So. Let's all just note that that was one pair of pants that took at least five to ten seconds for you to check all pockets. One pair of pants. One pair. Roughly, how many pairs of pants do we wash in a load? For a family of four, you are a family of four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so you know you've got I feel little like not kids' that many pockets pants to go in a load. Yeah. What? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you gotta believe in your washing machine, man. <laughs> that's that's more recklessness here. It's more carelessness. I mean, if, if you if somebody who does the laundry a lot, you could probably do it more quickly. So I'm, I mean, yeah, you, you should be pros by now, right? <laughs> Nick's over here as an amateur. Did it in five seconds or less. So. Exactly. So. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. But yeah, I, we were talking about that thread, though. Uh, really, at some point in that thread, it got to the point where I, I think we were just trying to see how many replies we could get back on that thread. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think we got about 93 replies. 93. It was we were a, trying yeah, to hit 100, it and it 100. didn't quite make yeah. it. But. So. <laughs> yeah, my, my ending point was, look, if there's one thing that we've learned in 2020, it's that we should all be in this together. And so everybody, check all the pockets. That's that's essentially what I'm saying. Well, I do have an ending point that I'll <laughs> land on, but we're nowhere near that right now. Yeah. Oh, um, uh-oh. <laughs> I will say, I'm just I curious. Have, there you go. That's what I, I do have like one quality check that I can do, but it doesn't work for all article, all things that might get put in your pockets. If when I put all the laundry in, I hear a loud thud, I know then. That there might be an object in there worth going after, and then I debate it. <laughs> yes. Is the pocket knife? Is it going to bother me if I hear that for the whole load? Am I getting everything? 
Or, or April, when we gather up our armful of laundry, if we feel something poke us or something yeah. that's abnormal in comparison to a load of laundry, yeah. then sure, we'll search for it. But to go out of our way in our very busy day yeah. to search your pockets because you are irresponsible and choose not to Look, it's, empty it's your a, pockets. It's a, it's a matter of... Of caring for your family and making up for their failures. Again, we have postulated that, yes, the where is the first line of defense to, to take the stuff out of the pockets, but we all are imperfect, and we must work together. For instance, let me give you for instance, on the flip side at my house, my wife does the laundry, I do the dishes, and my wife has a terrible habit of putting her dishes, specifically silverware, on the wrong sink with the open disposal. Oh, here's another oh. here's another debate. What's the right and wrong sink? The one with the disposal. You don't put gave, you don't put don't silverware in the open hole disposal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the water goes on the left, and the clean water goes on the right. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> left to right. She yeah. she does that all the time, and uh, there have been several times that a a uh, utensil has fallen into the sp disposal in you oh. know the middle of the day where I don't know that didn't know that it was there and despite me asking multiple times please just put your dishes on the in the left sink uh, she forgets and I know this about her and I love her all the same and in order to make sure that we don't destroy our disposal and cost our family more money every time I go to do the dishes which is typically every single morning I put my hand in that nasty disposal hole to make sure there wasn't any silverware. And I have saved our disposal on multiple occasions because I believe we're all in this together. Can you not do the same? But here's for the my laundry? problem with your argument <laughs> dirty dishes go. Dirty dishes, dirty <laughs> dishes, go on the side of the disposal. I know. No. You think I'm No, 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 they no. no. Listen to me. Not. Listen to me. Because if you put dirty dishes on the other side, where's all your food going? In the disposal. No. Your dirty dishes, if you put them in the side. Do you leave food on your disposal? plates when you put them in the sink? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, like, you scrape your plates before you put them in the sink. You well, don't yeah, put food on the plate. If you have a large board. amount of something on your plate, then yes, you scrape that. But there is stuff. Why else do you think we Any, have a garbage disposal? Anything, anything that's small enough to be left in that other side after you've scraped is going to go down. To your garbage it on your be... plate. That is what a garbage disposal It is in the name. <laughs> Even then, I can, I can postulate that I'm right because if you're going to have to scrape your plate into the garbage disposal, you do that. You scrape it in as soon as you bring it over, run it, and put your Listen, scraped plate on the other side. I could get on board. You gotta board. leave the disposal open for usage. I at could any get point. on board with silverware or lids or anything <laughs> that could fall. Like if you have a baby, you know, baby bottles. I could get on board with anything that could fall oh, into gosh. the disposal, go on the left side. But your dishes that are still dirty go on the disposal side. Yep. Mm -mm. Listen. You're, you're, you're living a hard saying. life, Mo.
I'm just saying. We do not have a disposal. I cannot weigh in. I have never had a disposal, ever. I've never I don't have a garbage disposal. You're, you're looking at him right here. So that's what I do. I mean, true story. I need, I need all my kids' food. So. True story. True story. Since, now, since I do 1982, the- is that right? Yeah. Garbage disposal since 1982. <laughs> 80, yeah. Like, what I don't get is those people that wash their dishes before sorry. they go in the dishwasher. Like, I don't understand that. Like, Well, yeah, that's typically just a our dishwasher stinks problem yeah. for most people, I would think. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, ours ours is nice. Yeah. Well, I have a question to that. So, do you do you rinse your dishes off before putting them in the dishwasher? Ooh. I will Ooh. rinse them. I won't... Uh, I won't scrub them typically unless there's something ex- specifically stuck on it, like a large amount of cheese or something. You know, like that. Uh, is it sad that we were both thinking cheese? Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Peanut butter's got to be scraped off because dishwasher never gets that. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. Hmm. <laughs> Nick, I can hear your mom weighing in on this one here. I know. Like, why why do you ask me? <laughs> yes, I can. I can hear her. <laughs> so I, yeah. So she she obviously she of course washed her dishes before putting them in the dishwasher. Yes. Yeah, that's um, how my mom did it too. And so I naturally did that, and uh, I've I've been called down for that before. So <laughs> what I, I are you said, doing? I'm, I'm what happening right yeah, I'm, I'm reformed. I'm. You know, <laughs> I don't wash the dishes for putting them in the dishwasher because that's why we have a dishwasher. So. There were a few years that my mother paid for a, a cleaning lady to come to our house, and my mother would spend the day before she was supposed to come over cleaning our house, so the cleaning lady didn't think that we lived in a dirty house. And I never got that either. I'm like, why are you paying her a hundred dollars to come in here and do what you just did? <laughs> That's the fair. Pre-clean. The pre-clean. That's exactly right. We know all about that pre-clean, huh, yeah. April? Pre-clean. <laughs> she goes into dirty houses all day. She's not going to be judging us. This is no, her job. She absolutely will. Filthy people. <laughs> so I do have to say, on this original laundry debate that went on Facebook, um, it went viral for my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the most viral personal post you've ever made. Exactly. It was great. It really was great. It was good. It was a good time. Um, I said this earlier before Nick and April joined, but we also had my sister-in-law, which is also Nick's twin sister, Nicole, um, weighing in. Because what ended up happening was April and I jumped in right away, and we were like, wait a minute. Both of our husbands do this. Yes. So was there something that they were taught as children in their household <laughs> that we need to fix? Because April and I, have we've done that quite a bit over yeah. the last 15 years. Fix in the our- <laughs> you have to fix us. It's an ongoing process. Yes. It the is. It is. She's probably um, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we tagged our sister-in-law, Nicole, and she hopped on right away and said, we were taught growing up to empty your own pockets. That was their role in their house. However, you know, obviously Nicholas and Christopher couldn't learn to empty their own pockets. So their mom took this really great stance on it where she would make sure that the pockets were emptied. But whatever she found then became hers. If it was money, if it was a pencil or a pen, if it was a pocket knife. Maybe that's why, April, we're figuring out now why our husbands have yeah. multiple pocket knives. Maybe it is. Maybe I it don't, is. I don't disagree with that method, honestly. 
Because that still saves the laundry from damage. I, exactly. I still don't have time for that. I oh, so now that you have a, a way to do it, no, that I would still, still penalize the wearer. Listen, for 15 years I've been saying that my mother-in-law is a far better woman than I'll ever be. Yeah, for that. And <laughs> I, I don't have time to live up to that kind of expectation. I just I, don't. I don't. I mean, like, I would win a Mr. Goodbar wrapper. It's not cool. It's not cool. <laughs> all he leaves in there is garbage. All I have to do all this. Thanks, guys. Thanks. The reward is not My worth treasure. it. My treasure. Yeah. <laughs> not worth my uh, effort. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on and, and hashing this out with us. I'm not sure yes. we got anywhere, but uh, it sure sure was fun. Listen, I will say this is where I'm going to end on it, okay? I'm and it is kind word. of bending. She has to get the last word, doesn't she? Always. Hey, why are you surprised? You've known me longer than he has. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, this is where I'll weigh in, and it's bend it's bending for me slightly. Okay. Okay, but here's the thing. We are representing three separate marriages here, okay? We could do a lot of good if we all choose to stand on this side of it. Whether you forget to empty your pockets or you forget to check the pockets, whoever you are, and something gets washed and it gets ruined, just be apologetic and forgiving. It's nobody's fault. It's not the person's fault who's wearing it and it's not the person's fault who did the laundry. It was a mistake. We both made a mistake. Move on. Yeah? We all bleed this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. I just, I felt, I felt like we had a come together moment. Uh, there. Yeah, I, I think that's acceptable. <laughs> I, I think that's it's acceptable. acceptable. <laughs> yeah, because again, we all, we all make mistakes. So. Yeah. And most importantly, Nicholas, if you have the rook, play it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's that thought that was my line. <laughs> yeah, in, it was, but I'm taking here. it back. You're taking it back. I'm taking so it back. Right <laughs> I love inside jokes. Okay, so here's Hope the inside joke. One very, like one of the very first times that I got to really spend quality time with Nick. It was April's birthday. Yes. They weren't married. They were no. dating. Chris and I were still dating. Mm -hmm. um, and we were playing Rook, the game Rook. Do you know what it is? Which one is that one? I, it has a bird in it. It's my no. least favorite I'm game ever. I'm thinking of ever, Risk. Ever. I don't know what Rook it's, is. It's real big in the South here. Rook, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Chris and Nick grew up playing it. They're like Southeast, stupid, stupid competitive about it. <laughs> stupid True. competitive. True. And Nick and I were partners. And I had the Rook. And having the Rook is a good thing when played correctly. And so Nick... Remember, this is like the second time, I think, that I was ever around Nick. From across the table says, whoever has the rook really needs to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally heartbroken, devastated. I thought, he hates me. I'm never going to be accepted into this family. I don't know what I was thinking coming over here playing this card game. I'm never coming back ever again. Needless to say, Chris and Nick stepped outside and Chris told him, you really hurt Megan's feelings. Can you just say you're sorry? And Nick was man enough to say sorry. So, yeah, that's why he's my favorite brother.
because he coddled your, your exactly. over-emotional response yes. to a, a, a card game. That's exactly right. <laughs> hey, listen. Listen, he also coddled April because she couldn't shuffle, and we got her a shuffling oh thing for hey, her cards. I'm, I'm right there with you. So never, <laughs> never been able to do it. We still have that. We still got it somewhere, don't we? Or do we throw it away? I think I, probably, oh, okay. I think I moved that thing on. So. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was jealous of it, smashed it one day. <laughs> think you're better than me! <laughs> like, you know those people who can bridge and do all that stuff? Oh. Uh, Daedric, my wife, yeah, she can do yeah. that. I, I she like sits there the like table. a freaking card shark. Just, yeah. <laughs> I do the hand shuffle. The ch -ch 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 -ch. Yeah. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I think April and I both questioned whether or not we wanted to marry into that family. <laughs> you guys did just fine. You married a couple of very competitive gentlemen. Yes. You don't competitive gentlemen. <laughs> you're you're exactly right, Nick. He, he put that like it was a, a good thing. So yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna end it there we gotta move on but thank y'all so much love y'all y'all have love a fantastic too. day thanks guys thanks for having us thanks. bye y'all bye see ya and with that let's take a break here when we come back we're gonna dive deeper into the idea of household chores and the belief that they're the wife's responsibility is that actually what the bible says hmm <laughs> we'll talk about it in just a few when the Backroom morning show returns stick around one other thing and this is important let's keep this alliance totally a secret don't tell anyone an alliance oh yeah what does that even mean i think it has something to do with survivor but i'm not sure um <laughs> i know that it involves spying on people and we may build a fort in the county. Jim. hey hey hi pam listen could i talk to you for a second about the paper products did you tell Pam about the Alliance? What? No. Just now. Oh, no, no, no. Dwight. No. I'm using her for the Alliance. There's no getting around it. The downsizing is coming. We find the people of Dunder Mifflin coming to that conclusion here in episode four of season one of The Office. But to whom? And when is it coming? And how would one protect themselves? How about we form an Alliance? When Dwight actually comes to Jim and earnestly suggests forming an alliance to try and keep themselves on staff, Jim emphatically accepts the invitation so he can mock Dwight, so he can make fun of him and prank him. And even though this is only the fourth episode of The Office ever, the show has already done a tremendous job in making you dislike who Dwight is and what he does. And so you're right on board along for the ride on Jim and Pam's side. Dude, hey, no, hey, dude, hey, I was hey. just, listen, whoa. Come on. I don't even, I don't even know how to explain this. Um, uh, Dwight asked me to be in an alliance. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm not trying to high road you here. This is what the story was about. But the truth is, those of us who live about our daily lives and not on a sitcom do have to interact with people that we dislike, maybe even people that we would consider enemies on a regular basis. How are we supposed to treat these people? Well, in Proverbs 24:17, we're told not to gloat when our enemy falls. In Proverbs 25:21, we're told to feed our enemy when he's hungry. But the blatant instruction to love our enemies came from Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, when he said, "You have heard." that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. God, who is love, has told us to love. That doesn't necessarily mean that we have to like everything that they do, even what they believe or what they stand for, but it does mean that we need to treat them as God the Father treats them. People who need God's love. People who need the bread of life. People who one day might be standing beside you on a Sunday morning in church. 
Because frankly, we should be treating our interactions with everybody as if one day we're going to have the opportunity to truly witness to their heart, to show them just who Jesus is and to help bring them into new life. And in that way, we're able to form a true alliance, turning enemies into friends and in fact, family who all share in heaven's living bread. Because frankly, their bread is very good. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. Stay up to date with our shows and enjoy the amazing mix of music we have playing throughout, too. We are going to play a quick round of Who Said It. Uh, This time I've got quotes from the Dalai Lama and rock icon Alice Cooper. That's from Kiss, right? No, Alice Cooper was... uh, He wasn't Kiss? Was he Alice in Chains? Uh, I don't know what it was from. It wasn't Alice in Chains, was it? Now I'm going to sound stupid. I really feel Alice like it Cooper. was Kiss. It's not Kiss. You're thinking Gene Simmons and a bunch of other people. None of them are Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper was in... Shoot. My bad. Sorry, at? I shouldn't have opened my mouth. No. Alice Cooper. Now I got to look at all this stuff. I'm sorry. He was in... Uh, why doesn't it have it directly here? Come on now. Wikipedia, get your act together. No, I think it was just Alice Cooper. We're going to say act. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's just Alice Cooper. I don't see any band okay. besides like an early band, the Spiders and Naz, whatever mm. that is. Okay. Uh, that was the band, Alice Cooper. Mm. Anyway, it's Alice My Cooper. My bad. Born Vincent Damon Fernier, or Fernier, maybe. <laughs> Anyway, Alice Cooper or the Dalai Lama. I'm sorry. Here we go. <laughs> sorry. You made me go on a Google tangent. I know. And I'm I failed sorry. at it. All right. Here we go. Quote number one. You've only lived a minute of your life. Alice Cooper or the Dalai Lama? Alice Cooper. Correct. Hey. Good job. I'm the nicest guy I know. Alice Cooper or the Dalai Lama? Uh, Alice Cooper. Correct. Hey. <laughs> I've never asked uh, people like Richard Gere to come, but it is foolish to stop them. Alice Cooper or Dalai Lama? I'm going to say Dalai Lama. Correct. Yeah. Do you know this one? No, I really don't. I promise. I promise. You've got that air of, I know what I'm talking about, and I'm not going to let you in on it. No, my face is hot. I don't think you just float around when you die. Alice Cooper or the Dalai Lama? Mm, Alice Cooper. Correct. You're doing great. Four for four so far. Appearance is something absolute, but reality is not that way. Dalai Lama. Good night. Yes. We've played this game for too long that I'm like, all right, let me figure out the the method behind all of these. (laughs) Some say I am a good person. Some say I am a charlatan. Alice Alice Cooper Cooper or Dalai Lama. Alice Cooper. Wrong. Darn. Being a Christian, that's a tough call. That's rebellion. 
Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Alice Cooper is a Christian, by the way, for those of you who don't know. He's a Christian who cusses a little, but he's still a Christian. <laughs> Computers make me totally blank out. Alice Cooper or Dalai Lama? Alice Cooper? I mean, it seems like it has to be, but it's oh, not. Oh, what? Wow. I would have gotten that wrong, too. Mm. I would never hear in my head the Dalai Lama say, totally blank out. Yeah. <laughs> Mistakes are part of the game. It's how well you recover from them. That's the mark of a great player. Ooh. Alice Cooper or Dalai Lama? See, it's things like this that they like try to get you to think it's one of them, right? So yeah. initially you think it's Dalai Lama, but I go, I'm going to go with Alice Cooper. Usually cut against. Yeah. Good job. Correct. Uh, if someone has a gun and is trying to kill you, it would be reasonable to shoot back with your own gun. Alice Cooper or Dalai Lama? I'm going to say Dalai Lama. Correct. Nice. Surprising. You got eight out of ten, Mo. Woohoo! See? <laughs> I just had to like get into the mindset of go against what you want to say. <laughs> the uh <laughs> your your winning remark here was you almost know the difference between the godfather of shock rock and a nice man from Tibet. <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> that was good. That was a surprising one. I yeah. like that. All right, so chores, guys. I'm talking about chores. One of the uh, still kind of prevalent beliefs in in Christian culture is that it is the the wife's responsibility to do the housework. Mm -hmm. Even as our culture has kind of shifted to where most families, even Christian families, tend to have, you know, parents, both parents working Mm -hmm. at some point, somehow. and I, I think people tend to get that from Titus 2.5, which uh, let's, let's just read it directly here. Titus 2.5 says, when talking about uh, wives, godly women, it says uh, they need to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. And so they take that phrase, busy at home, mm-hmm. I believe, as the justification for it's the women's responsibility. Laundry, dishes, all them chores. Checking pockets. Rearing the children, checking the pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I didn't bring up the biblical standpoint. <laughs> because there isn't a biblical standpoint on checking pockets, Matthew. <laughs> um, the While I don't necessarily think that it is wrong to assume that that is kind of what's meant in that verse that, you know, in that era... That's what was expected because in that era, I think that was more common. The wife did kind of run the household. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily I'm saying that she was the slave that had to do all the work, but that that was the typical arrangement in a marriage is that the husband would go off and do the work that back then was usually far more labor intensive. Mm -hmm. And the wife had the responsibility, a, a grand responsibility of both looking after raising the children and taking care of the home. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself is not a bad thing at all, nor, nor is it a sexist thing really to talk about how that's just kind of the way it was as we view it historically. Right. But that's by, by all means, not, uh, universal. Even back then there were, there were women that, you know, had 
jobs that had positions outward or weren't married, didn't have an actual like household, quote unquote, to take care of, right. uh, might help with uh, their parents' household or things of that nature. But, but it didn't eliminate the fact that, you know, the husband or the man is uh, also responsible for how the house is run, how the house is raised. Um, let's see here. Paul in, uh, in Colossians, he wrote something similar in three twenty three. He says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Mm. Now this wasn't specifically to women, but this was specifically to everybody. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than the people. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's fair to assume that when this, these verses were written, they were written for the time. They were written for specific people. And specifically, Colossians was, was written to the Colossians. Right. And I think that in those instances, we're talking about scenarios where most households did follow that mold. And so they were talking to a general group of people. But when we take that verse from Colossians 3.23, it's really just saying that in whatever responsibility you have, you should be working it to the best of your ability. Right. If you are a mother or a, a wife that, you know, works at home or, or, or doesn't have a, you know, a job outside of the house, then yes, you, you should do what you can for the household uh, to the best of your ability. The same thing, though, applies if you're, you know, a house husband, quote unquote, which is what they're called today, which I kind of am in some degree or have been in the past. Now I kind of work nights and weekends, opposite times that my wife works, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm home during the day. And so my wife and I work roughly the same amount of hours throughout the week and we split the chores. And we split the raising of children. Currently, I get to be the the the, uh, the homeschool teacher of our children during this COVID time, which I never signed up for, and <laughs> never wanted to do. And I no, the hate. agreement was that you were going to send them to your sister in law for her to homeschool them. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, you know we. I've been talking a lot. What are your thoughts, Mo, initially, before we get into this deeper? I don't, I'm, if I were to give my thoughts, I would just be reiterating what you've said. Yeah. You know, yes, that verse is applicable in, a, in the sense of a wife's position in the home, but we have to remember that things are different than when the verse was written. Yeah. I, and that's an argument that a lot of people tend to give about the Bible holy, you know, is, well, times are different than when the Bible was written, you know? Um, and so things, we shouldn't take every verse for what it is. We should allow it to change with the times. And I don't agree with that statement at all, period. (laughs) There is a lot of truth within the Bible that we can still learn and glean that we need to learn and, and glean from, you know, and grow from. Um, but at the Context same time, matters. yes, yeah. exactly. 100%. Absolutely. And even when you take Proverbs 31, which is the chapter specifically talking about a woman's role, mm-hmm. 
a noble woman is what it what it's considered. Even that chapter talks about how um, the woman both works at home and outside of the home. It talks about how she carries linen to. Oh gosh, I feel really dumb right now. <laughs> you brought it up. I know I did. <laughs> um, but there's reference to her working outside of the home, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. in the home. I agree with you. Um, and so in that in that aspect, we have to understand that a woman's role is very diverse, not just in 2020, but it there's evidence of that in biblical times as well. Yeah. And I think there are far too many people who see... In, and this is sadly within the Christian church. I mean, we're not even talking about outside of the, out of the church culture, far too many Christian men who see it as, well, no, women have to stay at the home. I have met many, many people, uh, growing up who've had that kind of drilled into them over time, who've had the idea, who've said this to me that if I ever get married, my wife's not working. Yeah. I'm like, but <laughs> What if she wants to? Right. Or are you just going to not, you're going to forbid her from working? Yeah. I mean, well, how's that going to go down? You know, I just, I mean, this, this, you know, we don't like to say these kind of things typically in these arguments, but this is 2020. I mean, we can't, <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> we're, 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 we're living in a new millennium here. We can't just be like, no, you're staying home, little woman. Little woman. Rearing the children. Right. And I would like my dinner promptly at six o'clock. Thank you. See, and <laughs> I like to think when I hear things like that said, I like to think it's not necessarily like an egotistical standpoint that he's coming from, but more of a protective provider standpoint that I mean, when sure. I get married, I want to be able to, to be the one who takes care of and provides. And in that aspect, I can respect it. But just like you said, what if she wants to work? Right. It's, Are you it's going still to forbid her? <laughs> right. Right. Even if the, even if the intention behind it is good, the execution will need to be pulled off perfectly <laughs> yeah to this day 15 years later to this day chris will still say like as i get you know monday rolls around and i'm like oh, i don't want to go i don't want to go and he's like you realize i've never forced you to work in 15 years of marriage i've never forced you to work you don't have to work and i'm like yes i know that i know i don't have to work there have been the majority of your our years married that i haven't worked but for those small amount of years that I have worked it's been so nice even though I gripe and complain about sure I mean it's work <laughs> does anybody but it's also fulfilling that's right yeah. do you the know things, what I mean the things that are, are best and most fulfilling for us typically do require a bit of work effort and commitment that we don't always like to give yes <laughs> yes that sums up work perfectly. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, it's, it's similar to like the recovery process. We talk about celebrate recovery, people who are just starting in, you know, a 12 step program. One of the biggest things they need to do is continue to go to a meeting every week. And, uh, I was, the only reason this is on my brain now is cause I've, I was talking to a guy who's, who's kind of just entering in that phase mm -hmm. and encouraging him to go. And, uh, you know, he went his first night sent me a message saying, thank you so much for, for telling me to go there. I really felt like I needed to be there. And my first response was, I'm so glad that you went. I'm so glad that you feel this great now, but let me warn you, there are going to come weeks where you are going to be fighting yourself to not go 
please go. Mm-hmm. You will never regret it at the end of the night. You will regret it if you don't. And that's that same mentality is, you know, there's the things that are most fulfilling, the things that are going to make us better people, the things that are going to enrich our lives are fantastic and wonderful, but sometimes we just don't want to work for them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sometimes the thought of, oh, but there's so much I have to do <laughs> to get to that fulfilling place. Absolutely. Uh, we, yeah. yeah. And, you know, just to tie it all in, and we may not want when we take our pants off or our jacket off to check our pockets. <laughs> <laughs> but in the long run, it's fulfilling. <laughs> it is fulfilling to know that we have gone the extra mile to help our spouse, oh, help our children if they're the ones doing the laundry. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> to put in that extra effort. <laughs> you like how I did that? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, we got seven ways to divide household chores peacefully with your spouse. This is from crosswalk.com, and my mouse is frozen. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the author, this is May Patterson. Uh, she writes, number one, change your thinking. Uh, first of all, we need to stop with the whole uh, who does what based on gender idea. Uh, just because every wife you know does the laundry in the house doesn't mean that it's automatically a, a wife's job to do the laundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't just say, you know, you know, I'm not going to do that and walk away and just leave it at the feet of your spouse. You know, these are things that got to be talked out. Whether that be dividing these uh, things per chore, like say, okay, I'll take care of the laundry, you take care of the dishes, or this week you do the laundry, next week I'll do the laundry, that kind of division. Either way, you know, compromise is good. Compromise is the way that nobody gets everything that they want, and there's something beautiful about that. Or you could also say you do your own dang on laundry. <laughs> Check number, your own pockets. Number two, yeah. Just... Yeah. Just, just don't do any chores anyway. I'll clean my dishes. I'll do my laundry. Right? That's how we'll divide this. <laughs> Number two, get organized. Uh, let's see here. Uh, an organized house prevents chore wars. Uh, so basically, take care of your own stuff uh, in a timely manner so you don't put pressure on your spouse to feel like, okay, I got to take over. Um <laughs> like I, 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 we talked about, I do the dishes at my house, but on the weekends on Saturday and Sunday, I am gone from, you know, like 6am to midnight Saturday and then 6am until evening time on Sunday. So right. that's, that's nearly two full days, typically two full days worth of meals that my wife is making for the kids and for herself. And so there's a bunch of dishes at that point and they are piled up high. Right. So if <laughs> if I don't come home and try and get at least a load done that night, my wife will feel this like overwhelming pressure of, oh gosh, I've left such a high amount of dishes, I gotta do them uh, for him instead, even though that's my chore yeah. that I've agreed to do. And this is still the same amount of dishes I would have wound up doing had I been able to spread it out. Right. But when we, and so I'm, again, I'm not penalizing her for that. But if I were to leave the dishes stacked up, for days at a time, even though that's my chore. She would either get to the point where she feels guilty, there's so many dishes, like, oh, he's got too much to handle, or 
she would be Ticked sick and off. tired of me yeah. for putting it off and wind up doing it. And that's when you start getting chore wars going on. Yeah. Like you say you're going to do the dishes, but who winds up doing them half the time? Because you just let them there to soak for three days, quote unquote. Right. <laughs> Uh, number three is get an app. This is, uh, I mean, this is similar to getting organized. Uh, they, they recommend one called OR Home that tracks. And uh, this is typically for like households with kids that are doing chores because this helps you track who did what and like assign points and things if you give them specific rewards for doing too many. Did you ever do anything like that for the kids? Like Their a chore reward board star? is living in my home, <laughs> getting three meals a day. I saw a thing uh, long before Eli was born that I thought was really brilliant, but I know it would take a lot of effort to keep up with. Uh-huh. But it was like you map out all their chores and each chore was a certain portion of their allowance. So like, hey, you take a bag of trash out, you get 25 cents. You do a load of dishes, you get 50 cents. You, know, you uh, fold your own laundry and put it away, you get a dollar. And by, you know, time Friday comes, we just get up all that you earned and then you, that's what your allowance is that week. And I thought, hey, I mean, that's that's at least teaching them the value of uh, working for your paycheck. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you like to know what we do? What do you do? <laughs> when the boys were little, we tried an allowance and I realized really quickly, especially with Topher, his personality is, hey, I don't need the money. The oh. effort is oh. not worth the reward to me. <laughs> That's where it backfires. So Holy when, cow. yeah, so when Never it was considered that his time to do the trash, <laughs> taking out trash wasn't worth 25 cents to him. Wow. Yeah. And so that's when I really had to reevaluate it. Okay. Doing chores is part of, we, as a family, we're a team. We're a unit. We work together. And the only way that we are successful as a team is if we're all doing our part. We're all giving the same percentage so that we can make the family run. Okay? So everybody is responsible for their own bedrooms, their own self. Okay? You, you take care of your room. You make your bed. You brush your teeth. That's not something I'm going to pay you for. Yeah. You know? That is being personally responsible for you then two days out of the week we have three kids two days out of the week they each have a day where they do the household chores take out trash take care of the animals do the dishes do the laundry okay and i've set it up to where canon he isn't a competitive gymnast so he's in the gym from four to eight monday tuesday thursday friday so Cannon's days, to make it reasonable for him to get these things done, are Wednesday and Saturday, yeah. the days he's not in the gym. Okay? That gives him equal amount of time to get these chores done as his brother and sister. Yeah. Topher has Monday and Thursday. Mila has Tuesday and Friday. On these days, you're expected to get your jobs done. Yeah. It's, it's your portion of the week to help the family be successful, to help us run as a unit. At that point, if you do anything else above and beyond, you know, I ask the boys to go pick up dog poop in the backyard or they vacuum or they mop or something like that. I take those things into account. And when they want to go do something, you know, Topher's at the point where he has a girlfriend. He wants to go take his girlfriend to the cotton patch or the cotton patch, the pumpkin patch. Okay, cool. I'll give you 15 bucks. I feel like over the last couple of weeks, you've helped out. You've gone above and beyond. You've earned that. 
I'll give you $15, mm. you know? Gotcha. But at that point, it's not a matter of me relying on them doing something in order to get a reward. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like something we'll have to do. Everybody has their day. <laughs> we still have arguments all the time where I'm like, dude, it's Wednesday. It's your day. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, it's the same. You know when you wake up on Wednesday, you're responsible for the dishes and the laundry and the other things. Yeah. Get it done. <laughs> Burying the bodies and yeah, everything else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's, let's breeze through these <laughs> last ones here. Uh, no, well, it's not your fault. This, this whole show has gone a bit long, which is crazy because this is a weird topic to go long on. But, uh, number four, talk it out respectfully. So this is talking about, uh, for the, the example they give is that she was having a terrible day. Everything went wrong. She burned dinner, all this kind of stuff. Husband breezes in from work, had a fantastic day and just casually asked, what's for supper? And she lost it on him. Yeah. <laughs> because he, he didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> that day. But that kind of stuff happens. And so this is one of those situations of don't attribute to malice, what you can attribute to ignorance kind of thing. Uh, you know, right. Yes. He wasn't coming in saying, Hey, little woman, make my dinner, you know, which is probably how it came off the sounded in that instant to her. And so you can't, you, you gotta, you gotta breathe and talk it out. And if, if by chance you're the person that gets yelled at unfairly to say, Whoa, Whoa, I'm sorry. Yeah. Tell me what's going on and how can I help? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not against you. Here. Uh, the next one is support one another when things are getting overrun. Uh, you know, they're getting backed up, help them out. Yeah. There, there's a lot of times that our laundry just gets out of control because our kids go through clothes. Like, like I feel like they both go through at least three pairs of clothes a day. And so our laundry can get to piles and piles. And you know, when I'm home and we're both home and we can tackle that together when it's that way, we'll tackle it together. She'll do that. I'll help her fold and put away all that kind of stuff. And you know, that's the way it's got to do. Sometimes, like I said, with the, the weekend, sometimes Deidre just makes uh, just a, a heck ton more dishes than she thinks she's going to make in a normal weekend. She's like, okay, I'm going to at least put one load in yeah. by the end of the day. Cause this is just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's fantastic. That's right. helpful. And this is, this specifically is really great when you have older children because Canon is notorious for changing multiple times throughout the day, whereas Topher and Mila are not. And it's not fair to the rest of, you know, Topher and Mila to have to wash Canon's 50,000 pairs of jeans, you know, when yeah. it wasn't their responsibility. <laughs> Canon, it's Wednesday. It's your laundry day. You wash your laundry. <laughs> and if you don't like washing, drying and folding all that amount, don't use it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But when you pass it off to somebody else, it's, you kind of tend to forget, eh, it's not my, not my responsibility anyway. It doesn't matter. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, number six says work together in short bursts. So this is a, a situation of taking little chunks at a time. Mm -hmm. If both of you are at a situation where there, there's some chore or some chores that are, are piling up, overwhelmed, something needs to get done before y'all both head off to work or before life happens again, take a 10 minute break. Right. And viciously attack a chore really quickly and just try and take a huge chunk out of it. Uh, I, you know, every now and then I try and help the boys clean up their rooms uh, before the weekend comes so Deidre doesn't spend half her Saturday helping the boys clean up their rooms. And we realize, you know, 
if you're going to get meticulous about it, if we want to put every single thing in the exact right toy drawer or whatever, then yeah, that's going to take all day. But my wife doesn't normally care about that as long as everything's off the floor. So right. if we just go in there and like, let's just pile all the toys in the toys bins, pile all the dirty clothes in the, in the hamper, and at least get this floor walkable. Yeah. And so, you know, we can do that in 10 minutes. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, commit to addressing underlying issues. So this is where if, if, the, if the chores are becoming a sticking point in your marriage and uh, y'all just continue to argue about it, try doing these things for the next 30 days. Thank your spouse for something different each day that they've done. Praise your spouse in front of other people at least once. As in, you know, thank them in public. Or acknowledge the... Uh, acknowledge something, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't nag. Stop negative words by blocking negative thoughts. Apologize for something you failed to do at least three times during the 30 days. And pray for your spouse. Uh, God can work miracles in any marriage, so go to him together. Pray with your spouse. I'm sorry, I said for your spouse. With your spouse. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where these are, these, these seem like little issues that over time in a marriage will build up into something huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just like arguments over money can start over something really simple and innocuous. And eventually that's what causes the whole thing to crumble. Uh, don't let them get out of control. Figure out a, a, uh, a way to get this done together. As always, when you're in a marriage, you're not on separate teams. Right. You're on the same team. Even when you have opposing ideas, it is your duty to work them out, not to declare a winner. Mm -hmm. There is no winner <laughs> or loser in a marriage. You know, and what, if all else fails, you can't get it all done. Host something and your house will never be cleaner. <laughs> have a birthday party or something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Realize that you have an, a stupid amount of people coming over and you don't want them to realize how disgustingly you really live. It sure works. It does. Every time. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to share our latest Twitter poll around the fast approaching election. More Back Row Morning Show to come. Stick around. What's up, everybody? It's Station Manager Matt, and this is Five Not Cool Things. Number 16. Having to work those last two weeks after you put in your notice and feeling the disdain seeding from your boss and coworkers that you're leaving behind. Number 17. People who ride their bikes in the street and expect cars to share the road, but then don't follow the rules of the road, like don't weave in and out of traffic like a crazy person. Number 18. When banks charge you for using their new banking machine, meaning that you're now paying more for them to do less work. Number 19, people who think you haven't truly tasted a food, any food, until you've tasted it fried. And number 20, when people say, ha ha, that's so funny I forgot to laugh, when it's painfully obvious that they had indeed remembered to laugh, hence the ha ha. Those have been five not cool things. But you know what is cool? Voting. It's almost time to vote. You, might, you could have voted already. You got the, the absentee ballots. You know, vote, guys. It's time to vote. Voting time is now. Do it. I can't. I can't be any clearer here. 
Are you listening? Right now, go vote. Now, vote. Now. Vote. Today. Or soon. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, with Election Day just eight days away, we took to Twitter and asked our listeners, did the last presidential debate change your mind about who you will be voting for? We gave four options. Yes, I'm changing my vote. No, my mind's made up. Too late, already voted. Or I might not vote for either. Okay, you're going to ask me who I think, right? Or what I think? What I think was the number one answer, yeah. Okay, because... Most Americans are a bunch of stubborn people. <laughs> the answer is no, my mind's made up. Clearly, yes. Yeah. Almost 70% <laughs> responded, no, my mind's made up. Uh, nearly 20% said too late, already voted. 6.8% said I might not vote for either. And 4.2%, which is more than zero, which is better than I thought, said, yes, I'm changing my vote. Which... Uh, is surprising from anybody, at the, especially at this point where we're like a week away. Can you imagine Eight if you were away. one of those people that were like, yep, I'm changing my vote, but they were also an early voter and they can't change their <laughs> vote now? <laughs> what a weird election. I'm, I'm scared to see what happens next uh, Tuesday night. I really am. Not, not necessarily just, it's, I don't think we're going to know who wins Tuesday night, but I don't know how long this ballot thing is going to drag out. Oh. I'm just frightened that we're going to be living in this weird limbo for months. Weird. What are you talking about? You're frightened that we're going to be living in this weird limbo for months. That's what 2020 has been. (laughs) Yes, but if we get past the inauguration day and we still don't have a declared winner, Nancy Pelosi becomes interim president. Sure. I don't want that. I agree. (laughs) I don't care what side of the aisle you are. Nancy Pelosi should not be our president. And you agree with me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd rather have Alice Cooper be our president. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> or the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Either is better at this point. All right, Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Psalm 42 1. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. That is going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and all our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash give and choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. And don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on Smile amazon.com that gives ltn a small kickback from your purchases at absolutely no cost to you follow us on all the socials at at the back row ltn at ltn on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own facebook group community for christian humor back row baptist church so search us out and join in on the fun lastly just in case you ever miss a day find the back row morning show on spotify apple podcasts etc subscribe rate five stars and leave a review something along the lines of it's fine <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. Have a great day. No final thought. Put the dishes in the left side and check your pockets. <laughs> and remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.